1: Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the race for the one seat in the AFC is on. Tuna and just can't help himself. And one Chiefs player who took a step back versus Cincy. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino at 1030 and Nate Taylor at one. Now two guys who know you don't need to be right if you can just be loud. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah, we'll get to the tweets that were sent this morning. By the way, Justin, just. louder, by the way? Between you two? Yeah. It's,
1: it's Cody, right? I, I get called think, loud a I lot. I think in Cody life. is consistently louder than you are. Yeah. But your loudest is right up there with anybody's, man. It's like your best is a. It's like when you're on, dude. <laughs> you can when take it to on. that level?
2: Yeah, I gotcha. I think that's probably a fair assessment of both of us there. I think
1: it's probably
3: since I was in middle school, I would say I have consistently been told to use an inside voice more oh, than
1: I'm... Right
2: there with you. Still still do. We'll be at family gathering. Not like th- It'll that. be Thanksgiving even, and we're all together, and I will be talking what I think is just normal talking. Yes, exactly. And I will be told, like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm just, my sister at dinner talking. It's always
1: at dinner words (laughs) at a restaurant. My sister always say you're yelling. Yeah. yeah. You're yelling. I'm saying, no, this is the, (laughs) this is the adequate volume. Everybody (laughs) (laughs) else needs to raise it up a little bit. You guys are too quiet. Let's all bring it to this level. I (laughs) can't hear you.
3: I'm projecting. It's been a lot of time. That's like, that's our entire communications degree is
1: project. Mm -hmm. By the way, guys, do you guys think 8am is too early to send your first tweet of the day out? Regardless of
2: depends on when it depends on when you start your day. You know, if you're depends someone, on the topic. Yeah, don't pe- you think
1: you should ease into the day a little bit more? Yeah, but there's some people that have been up since
2: five o'clock in the morning. So for them, 8 so 8 they're There's three hours in. You know, it just depends on when you get. Now, if that was the first thing you did in the first hour of your morning, then I think there's a problem. It's a rough start to the day. You we'll, know, we'll get to a tweet that was sent earlier this morning. I think that is what Nick, of course. Is, uh, and the Royals to. have just
3: avoided arbitration, which means Adalberto Mondesi back for
2: 2023. Well, that's, I mean, look, him being back is fine. Him being back is fine. It's just you just cannot think that he has a role on your team. Does that make sense? Like, he should be a backup yeah, midfielder. Yeah. Bringing him back, fine. Sure, no problem. But he can't occupy any actual spot. He can't occupy daily playing time. Yeah, That's, that's all it is for him. Him being on the roster, that's fine. Yeah. Just don't actually count on him.
3: Well, I'd rather have him than any of the other like mid 30s middle infielders yeah. who can't hit that they sign every single offseason for yeah. $4 million. I don't even know the Chris Owings contract. It <laughs> can just be Mondesi who plays that role. It's fine with me.
2: You can hit us up on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913 586 7610. We're also video streaming as well. Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. You can interact with us there. You can watch the show as well. But I I know the the loss to Cincinnati now, of course, has Kansas City sitting as the two seed in the AFC playoff picture, but I, I still think they're getting the one seed. The Kansas City Chiefs will be the number one seed still by the time we get to this postseason. They have the easiest schedule still remaining out of all these teams, which we would consider to be Buffalo, Miami, I guess Cincinnati to a certain extent, all in the mix for the number one seed. The Chiefs have the best path still to achieve that. And despite the frustrations that we all had coming out of that loss to Cincinnati, the problem that Cincinnati continues to present the Chiefs, the Chiefs, to me, will still end up being that number one seed. I don't suddenly think because of what happened Sunday that they're going to just now look terrible the final five weeks of the season. They get the Broncos twice. They get the Raiders if they need that game, the last game of the season. That game
3: looks a little tougher.
2: Seattle, obviously, is going to be their toughest test remaining Cincinnati by far was it. But now if you're pinpointing the schedule for Kansas city home to Seattle, and that's the key, it's a home game, not in Seattle, not up there uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so I, I think if you take a look at the Buffalo bill schedule, who are current number one seeds, you get the jets, Miami, Chicago, Cincy, and new England. They're losing other, other, one of those games. Other than Chicago, you could make an argument. Not they're not going to lose all of them, but you could make, other than Chicago game, you could make an argument that they could lose any one of those games.
3: Which means they're going to lose one. They're not so dominant or so healthy that they're impervious to losing. Because that was the way I looked at the Chiefs schedule. I got pretty close on the show a couple of weeks ago to saying, I think the Chiefs are going to win out. But the Cincy game was still on the schedule, and I wasn't exactly sure how the Raiders were going to play the rest of the way, so I wasn't willing to say that now. I do now think they'll win out. They
2: have to, I mean, they have to win out. Now, to
3: get though. the one seed? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and that's what's hard about it. It's like, well, if you look at the Chiefs schedule and you tell me they finished 14 and three, it's awfully hard to be overly finic- picky and be like, did they have a good regular season? Like they won 14 games. That's a lot. And and at this point, you, lo- and we can talk about this later in the week too, losing to Diver would be not no. just, it would be more embarrassing than losing to the Colts, in my opinion. And that was a pretty embarrassing loss. So yeah. it would be the most concerning thing that had happened at any point this season by a mile. And I know it's a divisional game, but just where these two teams are now at this stage of their. I also think they're getting the one seat because I don't think Buffalo can win out. I know they're at home against Miami and the jets. i not can't win out. I don't think they will. They might go ahead and beat Cincinnati for you, knock them down a peg and then find out where you are. But to the Patriots, the jets or the dolphins, three divisional games, all three at home. You would think that they're going to be six, seven point favorites in most of those, maybe more against the Jets and the Patriots, and a little bit less against Miami. But so, I mean, they're 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 just—it's hard not to trip up in three divisional games against teams with an either five hundred or winning record.
2: Yeah, looking at the the look ahead lines, just like how compared to even where Vegas spreads are for some of these games. So the, the Chiefs, we know they're anywhere from eight and a half to nine point favorites against Denver. Uh, the look ahead line against Houston is around fifteen to seventeen points. Seattle, their look-ahead line right now has the Chiefs anywhere from a 9 to 9.5-point nine favorite. Denver, anywhere from a, a 10 the second time these they played Denver. are big favorites. The Denver game at home, so talking about Week 17, the look-ahead line, and these change, but look-ahead line, the Chiefs has 12-point favorites, and then the last week of the season at Las Vegas right now, the Chiefs is 6-point favorites. And then you compare it to... What you were just saying about the Buffalo Bills, who of course have the one seed. You know, this week, uh or this this coming week against the Jets, I think they're around a nine and a half point favorite. Miami the next week, they're still a seven point favorite, which seems a little high. That does seem a little high. Um, but we'll see maybe where that goes. And then Chicago, eleven points. Cincinnati a three point favorite. That's that's gonna be the game that's gonna perhaps be the swing. For the one seat, hopefully the chiefs are able to keep the pressure on Buffalo that they don't slip up uh, prior to that. And it, you know, on paper, you wouldn't imagine that'll be the case. Denver and Houston before the Seattle game, the next two games, you just get things back on track, get the defense rev back up, hopefully. So where you start feeling good,
3: because of the conversation we had around Cincinnati, the two seat is a
2: terrible spot to be
3: in because it decides your fate that you have to go through Cincinnati and Buffalo decide your fate. Not through the cities, but you have to play both of those teams. Right, because... The, if you were the 2 seeds, you're going to play Cincinnati, and you're going to play Buffalo, and you have to play both, and this
2: sucks. Be, because if the playoffs were today, uh, you would have Baltimore hosting the Miami Dolphins, you would have Tennessee hosting Sensei. We all think Sensei would win that game. Yes. And then the Jets would actually be coming. Right now, the Jets would be coming to Kansas City.
3: Okay, so you get the bye week against the Jets because that's a team you can easily beat and will be in the postseason because their starting quarterback is currently Mike White. I know we've got Vinny coming on in yeah. 20 minutes. But better it's- than Zach Wilson. Yeah, he is, but <laughs> it's still Mike White. Yeah, So, like, that's a pass, but then you know you're going to get Sensi in round two because they're going to be the highest remaining seed available because at this point, With the Lamar Jackson injury, it is awfully hard to talk yourself into Cincinnati not being the division. Oh, well,
2: Matt, winner. Or, or you would get Miami, which you don't want that either necessarily. No, I'd rather have Miami
3: than Cincy then, or then, Buffalo, then, though. Then, if we then start, c-
2: then Cincy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still think uh, if you're the Dolphins, my my thing over and over with them is like their defense is awful. Um, but it'd be int- it's not a yeah, guarantee. Yeah, but you know what? You would... I
3: just watched Kansas City's defense against a group of elite skill position weapons, and I'm not sure I want to see Hill and Waddle against this secondary at the moment. Yeah,
2: I just think Cincy's defense is much better than Miami. It though. is. It was so, but I guess, but it I, might just I, be a full blown shootout. Yeah, fair. I, I just bring it up because it's not a guarantee they would actually see sense in, in this exact scenario. If, if Baltimore were to hope right now, if they win the division, that's a big up in the air thing with the injury to Lamar. If Baltimore were to host Miami, they very easily could lose that game. Sure. I just
3: I'm having a hard time talking myself into Cincinnati, not winning this division.
2: If Lamar Jackson's out for a month. So what's their what's their breakdown? So Baltimore They have one of the easiest remaining yeah, schedules in ba- the NFL. Baltimore's at Pittsburgh, but again the, the big question of course is just Lamar's health. But uh, at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh again and then at Cincinnati. That thing's shaping up to be a flex to win the division, isn't it? It seems like Most if, likely. If, 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 that that game Instead of the Chiefs Raiders game. There's a chance if you if if the Raiders can can run the table a little bit, there's no doubt.
3: Baltimore has the 25th easiest remaining strength of schedule. Kansas City has the easiest. No one has an easier remaining strength of schedule in the NFL besides Kansas City. Their only winning team they have remaining is Seattle. And I just, the bills have the 11th hardest. Like we can talk about look ahead lines and some of the Vegas stuff, but just based on how much these teams are winning right now, Buffalo has a much harder road. Cincinnati has the fifth hardest. Cincinnati's a bunch of losable games. They could lose to Buffalo. They could lose to Baltimore, depending on if Lamar Jackson is back by that final week. Tampa Bay is the ugliest team to watch in the NFL, but they beat teams <laughs> they shouldn't at times.
2: That like that last game night. last night. They're like,
3: <laughs> their offense still sinks. Well, yeah. Tom Brady's still not very good, except well, when there are two minutes on the clock and Tom yeah. Brady has to be good, yep. he's still got it.
2: Yeah, since the, the the Saints absolutely blew that game. Uh, but Tom Brady, and when in crunch time, he found a way to, to get it done. And because that division sucks, the fact that they were able to get to six wins, they're actually in really good shape now in in that division. Like, that's what's bizarre. They would have lost. All of a sudden, the Saints would have been alive in the division. Everybody would have been back alive. They win. The Bucs are still going to end up winning that division. They're going to host a playoff game against, what, the Cowboys? Dallas, uh, a tw- like 13-win Cowboys. I mean, the Eagles still 12- only have
3: one loss. I mean, you have yeah. to assume, and the Cowboys just suffered one, so... You gotta think at this point it's probably gonna be the Cowboys as the four, number one five. wild card. Yeah, team. four
2: five. The Bucs will be the worst wild, or worst divisional winner, four seed. And the Cowboys look like they might be the, yeah. the best wild card. Five. <laughs> so there you go. I can't believe they're gonna they're have to go nuts. to Tampa. That would suck. Look, I don't I'm with you. I they're think, gonna have three
3: more wins than
2: them. I don't think Tampa's any good either, but the fact that you would have to go on the road and play Tom Brady, like, there's still part of you that, like, oh god, I'd be I would be a nervous wreck if I was a Cowboys fan, despite yeah, how bad good. Tampa feels or uh, looks at this point in time. We we mentioned uh tweets and when it's probably the right time to, you know, maybe not tweet take the L and, and move on. And I felt like the Chiefs were in that spot. Like for now you gotta take the L till you till you face Cincy again. We know last week a lot of the trash talk started in Kansas City, which was not a usual spot for the uh, the Chiefs to be in. We heard Justin Reed's comments. You heard Andy Reed on Friday, who was not all that thrilled to say the least about Justin Reed's comments. And then we saw the trash talk uh, trash talk off after the game. And then this morning, I was actually fairly surprised. Justin Reed took to Twitter, Cody, and he tweeted out, and it's not deleted; it's still up. Unpopular opinion: We lost, but I was still right. Cry about it. Okay. Which seems like an odd. That tweet part, to by send. the way,
3: makes it at least seventy-five percent worse, doesn't it? That tweet. If he had just said "unpopular opinion," I was right, and that was it. Bad tweet. Don't send it. Bad idea. The cry about it part. Makes
1: it so much worse. That's like something a sixteen-year-old would say. Cry about it.
2: Oh, you cry about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Like I understand that you're. Like you can internally and even in the locker room still feel like we I want you to have that confidence. But and yeah, you absolutely need that confidence. That you got to have that confidence going in the next week or the next time you play them. But it's just it just doesn't look it just doesn't look good. And also, Hayden Hurst is painful as is for me to say. The guy had three targets, two catches in the first quarter then got hurt so the notion that like you actually think you locked him down that's just not it's like not true well also
1: that should be the litmus not, test not for true. being a starting safety in the NFL if you can't lock Hayden Hurst down then you're not built for this i was surprised that that tweet was said i really Why? was I, I i was surprised last week that
2: he was the one chiefs player that would have said something and i'm surprised that he's kind of doubling down Here's, in a way today
3: also this is this is flip-flopping He talked a bunch of trash, and then he sounded all contrite and apologetic after the game, and now he's taking back to Twitter to be like, you know what, actually, nope, I'm wrong. I was right. Uh, We locked all those guys down. Like somebody sent his pro football focus report to him and thought, you know what, looks like I was in coverage a lot, and they barely even threw at me, not to mention the missed tackles or anything that comes with it. And here's the biggest problem. It makes me question his decision as a leader. It makes me question his leadership. Andy told you to stop talking. He said, stop saying things. We don't do that here. Mitchell Schwartz, who played under Andy for a number of years, he comes on this station, he said, can't believe it. At 8 a.m., you're either in the facility or on your way. Mm. I get being at home, bored, your mind wanders, but you're at the place where everyone tells you not to do stuff like this and you do it again. They are not going to be happy with him. That's the exact tweet from Mitchell Schwartz, who played under Andy Reid for half a decade. You just can't say this. You have to just say nothing. It sucks sometimes. In any kind of public-facing job, it sucks when you think you're right, but you still feel like the right thing to do is to not say something because it's a hard thing not to do. But just let sleeping dogs lie. Now, you are public enemy number one to the entire Chiefs fan base. Why would you do that to yourself?
2: Well, okay, so I'll... I don't know if he's public enemy number one to the entire Chiefs. Okay, right fan now, base. who's he's, a player
3: that Chiefs player, Chiefs fans like less?
2: Uh, well, I would say until he deleted his tweet, Juan Thornhill made actually comments directed at the haters directly on Sunday night, and then deleted and apologized. So that was a smart decision on his part. There's something about being a safety in Kansas City; you're required to actually tweet things that might upset, and a then lot sometimes
3: of people. delete them, um, or at least frequently delete them. In Tyron Matthews' case,
2: yeah, there's something about just if you're a safety, man, it's like it's just you can't you just can't you just can't help yourself. It doesn't show good leadership to keep talking
3: about this. You know, the, it, the it's the other part. Like, move on. That's that's a big edict for Andy Reid on this thing. Like, yeah, we got a talk show to do. Right on Monday and Tuesday, we're going to keep talking about what happened in the Cincinnati game. You got Denver. That, that's your problem now. Your problem is not ever whatever trash talk you gave last week, or the fact that people are calling you tuna in a can. That's not your problem right now. Your problem is figuring out Denver. Not respond. Not not deciding to unprompt it in an 8 a.m. tweet. <laughs> about
2: about I, the fact I, that you I, were right. I'm surprised he didn't delete it, honestly. That what? usually is the M.O. Of, uh, of how that usually goes. I'm surprised the tweet's still up.
3: Well, if he's not in the like as Mitchell Schwartz pointed out, as quick as he gets that meeting with Reed, he'd be like, stop saying stuff. Stop pointing those things out. Because Kansas City did, you have to remember going all the way back to the Reed stuff, and this is what would frustrate Andy Reed about Justin at the moment. Going all the way back to the offseason stuff, the Chiefs put him, Nick, you'd made a big they, they put him front and center. As this was their big off-season addition, he is going to be one of the new leaders on this defense. He is an important player to our leadership. He matters in this locker room. We want him to matter in this locker room. This is a misstep. To say the the misstep was last week. This is like doubling down on it for almost no reason.
2: This was Andy on Friday, and you got to wonder how he's he's feeling today.
3: Yeah, I'm
0: not real big on that. Um, He's new to our team, so... He, he's aware of it now, for sure.
3: He wasn't before.
2: Are we sure about that? And I, and I understand that a tweet's different than saying it out loud. But man, oh man, in today's day and age, the tweet carries as much weight almost. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's the same thing as yeah. saying it on a podium. Yeah. Everyone can see yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what the rest of the week uh, what the rest of the week brings, also, or if that tweet stays up by the time we're done with the show today.
3: Just from a football perspective. Whether your pro football focus thing said that you had one coverage snap and you didn't, he was targeted once, technically targeted once. Although, based on the number of tackles he had, they clearly were throwing the ball in the general area in which he existed, just not always directly at him because, you know, he's the safety. He's not always directly targeted. A lot of times those end up at corners or linebackers. Your job is to make the things like, you know, tackling some AJP P. Ryan happen, which you failed to do a couple times in this game. I would refrain from saying I was right about us locking someone down when your team only allowed five incompletions, 431 total yards, and couldn't get off of the field on third down three times on the final drive. That's terrible. I would avoid. Down. I would avoid saying we got we got him, like hanging a banner, letting it unfurl. If that's the case, it just doesn't seem necessary at that moment.
2: No, I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't think there. This is one of those where even the. The Chiefs fan base is like, why are you even doing this? You know, sometimes it's just the opponent, like Cincinnati. You'd be like, okay, they're gonna obviously respond to it, but there's, mo- I would say, the majority of people so far have responded like, why are, why are you doing this to yourself? It's, a, it's, it's did he,
1: did he think that that was gonna go over well? It's not like that much time no. has passed since the game. <laughs> like he thought after 24 hours, people would be like, you know what, you're right. <laughs> that was a great performance, Justin. Bravo. I, was it a hope to win the argument? Like, I mean, I, it's just—it's like the guy who got, you know, not he, like it's like a fist fight in the parking lot, and the guy gets knocked out, and then he stands up twenty minutes later, and he's like, "No, but I want some more. I, 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 I can still kick your ass." I think like, you just lost. I think it's—I
2: <laughs> think it's an indication of just how much that loss, and then also how his comment. He obviously knows he probably shouldn't have said what he said, and that you're, you're almost it's weird because you're, you're so competitive that like deep down you can't, you just can't help yourself almost, even though like it's probably easier said than done. Like if I was in his shoes, easier said than done to not want to interact, or this was something we talked about last year with Tyra Matthew, like probably easier said than done to just not send the tweet. When people are talking back to you because of what you had already said, I'm sure it's very difficult to refrain from it, but man, you just got, you got to find a way to do it. I'm sure it's so (laughs) difficult. This is why we've talked about if you truly were smart, uh, and you could you could actually do it. You, you probably just shouldn't even have the Twitter account. Yeah, and that'd be the, probably the best way to operate for an NFL athlete, but that's just not. for word. any of the
3: times you go and fights with people on the text line, right?
1: I understand. Yeah, oh, you
2: missed last week. Who Cody, you missed last week? Wait, what happened? There was a major blow up with Nick and a listener on the text well, line. Well, Dusty Majors challenged me.
1: Dusty said, how, see how long you can keep this person responding to you. Like, see how long you can go back and forth. And for an person. hour, Cody, they, an were going, hour? they were going
2: back and forth.
1: So it wasn't an hour. It was like 20 minutes. Here's the
2: problem. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Huh? Check the tape. <laughs> this, I don't know about that. This feels
3: like Texans behavior. When you're in Kansas City, teams are going to talk more trash to you. They're going to get up more for you. They're going to say more when they beat you because it means more. And it should mean more. Kansas City's been the absolute pillar of the AFC for four or five years now, right? They are the team to beat. Even if Cincinnati got past you once, you've been in four straight AFC title games, you've been in twice as many Super Bowls, and you're the only guy in the AFC with the ring. You are the pillar of the AFC. They are going to try to get under your skin. You're. It sucks, but when you're on top, you're supposed to always be above it. You're supposed to, you kind of have to be. Because they're going to always do this to you. Like, if they know they can get to you, they're going to always do this to you. Because you play on the best team or one of the best teams in the NFL. One of the standout franchises in the NFL. In Houston, you could probably say something like this on Twitter. And people won't care because they don't care about your bad team that no one cares about. But in Kansas City, it will get noticed. Like, we're a locals, but this will be on national television shows at some point. Like, you can't. Come out and say those things, and not expect some blowback.
2: This is why, if they play each other again in the playoffs, not only is it the whole three and and0 thing against Mahomes, but then like this this whole thing going on in the last five days in particular, the read comments, the the tweet now, the tune in to cancel, like just add. If they face each other in the playoffs, which there's a very good chance that they do, my god, that week is going to be nuts.
3: Well, this week was already kind – of like you last said, it was, a, last but, week, it was a regular season
2: week. Yeah, but they didn't add the, play, didn't add the playoff implications to it. In and fact, implications to And there would be lost. a good chance that – it's weird because Cincinnati already beat you at Arrowhead, as we know, last year. And the way it's all setting up, there's a good chance that if they were to play in the playoffs, it's going it to be right at right Arrowhead again. again but it, they, the, the Cincinnati will have all the confidence in the world. They've beat you at both venues, and they've beat you three straight times.
3: I just don't need this to turn into like – all of a sudden on Monday, we're talking about some like scrape by three point win against Denver. And then I'm going to have to bring up the fact that letting Cincinnati get under your skin for the better part of a week, maybe played a factor here. Like I understand you can just play poorly in a game, yeah. but distractions are real for a reason. Otherwise Andy Reed wouldn't spend the amount of time he does actively talking at to about avoiding them, right? <laughs> they weren't a real thing. Andy wouldn't have spent the better part of a 20 year coaching career Actively trying to eliminate every distraction from his team all the time. Like, he sounded angry last Friday at Reed. We don't do that here. He's new. He knows now. And then he still took to Twitter to do it. Like just don't. I know it, it is really hard sometimes. I really do understand. Just don't say anything.
2: Say nothing. Easier said than done. But Sit yes, at home and tell your wife, the, like, these people the are already. That's what we do.
3: Nick, when someone's, like, angry with you on Twitter, you just go home and you tell Lindsay, and you're like, this person on Twitter is such an idiot. I don't
1: know what they're doing. I don't know why they care. Just I usually that. try and purge it from my brain. Just eliminate it. I don't take my work home with me.
3: I don't feel like this is the kind of job that you can do that. Our job, football. There's a few jobs like. I imagine if you just like work at a bank, maybe you could just not know. take it home. I don't Our know.
1: job's not that important.
3: No, no, no. But it's just like it's always around. You're just like surround because like I don't know. Maybe and that's it. You and I probably more than Nick. Should just shut down the social media after like five PM. Send me as much as you want until then, and then after like five, I should really
2: just let it go. How much? How much do you upset people that you're getting constant mentions uh, in the evening all the time? Really? Just frequently? Frequently? Unprompted? Well,
3: no, not unprompted. No, normally it's I like, like I, I say like, something. Wow, and then what,
2: I, mean, I was like, I don't have to worry about that. That's not going on.
3: Uh, so we we sent out a link for the podcast last night. And I just said, you can't talk this much trash and still lose another frustrating game to the Bengals for the It's Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast. Yes. And somebody's response to the podcast with me, Nick, and Kayla Kneerum was, calm down. This isn't war. (laughs) you are like, what? I don't know what that means. And I could just respond to that person and be like, I don't know that any of us equated it to war. But instead, I'm just like, I don't care. I'll let this guy think that I think that this is war. It's not that important to me. That's what Reed should have done. Not... By the way, wanna take let's uh I got a new thing we should do on the show anyway. You like gambling so much, you bring yeah. it up a lot. I think we should just bet on random nonsense all the time. Two bucks at a time. Each of us had to bring in twenty bucks of cash.
1: What, what? why do all your ideas involve what? us spending money? No, I a, just I want us to constantly bet. And an irresponsible I'll make a $2, way. I'll
3: make a two dollar bet with you right now. Okay. That by two PM that tweet's deleted.
2: Well, I also think it's getting deleted, though. That's the thing. Like I, I think it is getting
1: deleted as well.
3: Nick, Cody, do you think he's gonna delete it? No. Two dollar bet. Come on, make a $2 bet with me.
1: <laughs> what is this? Okay, fine. I'll make a $2 Why bet. Why don't you with guys
3: me. want to bet? You Lock like it. to gamble. I, Why I, not? Let's just gamble all the time on this show. But it, We're starting a new thing. We gamble all the time for 2 bucks on this show.
1: God, you're just deciding it for us. Okay, well, I guess it's decided then. We're just gambling with each other now. <laughs> just doing it. So $2 bet between Nick and I. I how's got till the 2 show, p.m. How's for the tweet the show to get to
3: bank
2: lead. account doing? Uh, fine. I don't know. Normal. Negative?
3: Uh, it's still like, it's pretty much zero. With all this stuff on the camera stuff okay. we okay. bought. All right. So we should probably figure out
1: some more money-making opportunities. Yeah. You you're really good at coming up with the money spending opportunities. <laughs> I'll give you that. You're better at that <laughs> than the money-making <laughs> coming up next though.
2: We'll, we'll talk some trash talk maybe and find out from a, a professional athlete's perspective, what the limits are when it comes to some of that and, and how maybe they're told to operate as well as the thoughts from our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino on what we saw from this past week in the NFL as NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino next.
4: Now, joining Cody and Gold.
5: Hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, let me tell you that.
4: It's your 2022 FL Insider.
5: Are his hands going to get any bigger?
4: Royals' first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino.
5: As a uh, potential future Chiefs fan, we hate the Broncos.
2: Oh, and it's Broncos week. We'll get to the Broncos here it in is. just a little bit with our VenFL Insider, Vinny Pasquantino. We were just talking, though, a little bit about trash talk in sports and and that balance there, what, what, what's your stance on the trash talk overall when it comes to, uh, to professional athletes back and forth with opponents?
5: Well, first of all, good morning, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, happy to be here. It's not a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Nashville, but I'm not a massive trash talker to my opponents. Uh, typically, I like to trash talk my own team. Uh, that's, how I, that's how I operate. I don't want to let my opponents... Think that uh, they're living in my head, even if they are. So I typically try to stay away from trash talk.
3: Who's the biggest trash talker on the entire team?
5: I mean, everybody knows the answer to that. You could probably guess. Oh, man. Is it Massey? Uh, No, it's Amir Garrett. Uh, He's the best trash talker (laughs) he talks the most. Um, He's just the best. So, so, you know, if I ever get into a trash talk mess, I'm going right to AG.
3: By the way, in fairness, it looks like A.G. back it up, too, based on the fact he took on an entire team once.
5: Yep, I'm not messing with him, so <laughs> I'll let other people do that. This was a wild
2: week, though, Vinny, in the NFL, and and you know the, the 49ers found a way to, to get a huge win against the Dolphins, but the story there has to do with now Brock Purdy as a starting quarterback. Jimmy G broke his foot. Uh, do they have any real hope, though? Can they still be a contender without Jimmy G?
5: Probably not. I mean, it'd be great if they did. It'd be great for... uh for Mr. Brock, but it's tough to say. Um, It's always hard to game plan for a backup quarterback when you're not, when you don't think he's going to come in the game. So you never know. We'll see though. I mean, big few weeks coming up for the 49ers. I would say that they're going to be in the playoffs, but um, yeah, I I doubt that they're Super Bowl contenders anymore. I mean, that defensive line for the Cowboys is just ridiculous. Um, The Eagles are a juggernaut and the, uh, you know, the Vikings are a good football
3: team. Like last night was the one, because the NFC is kind of a mess. The Eagles are definitely good. I think the Cowboys are definitely good, and the Vikings aren't bad. But then I have to watch the Bucs for the entire night, and it's just I can't take it anymore, Vinny. And then I get back to Tom Brady, and I can't decide. So I guess I'll ask you, is that just Tom Brady showing one more time he can do something cool and just ride off into the sunset, or should I actually believe anything about the Buccaneers? I
5: I don't think you should buy much stock in the Buccaneers right now, if we're being completely honest, but I will always buy stock in Tom Brady. So I would say if you play them in the playoffs, just go ahead and be up by, I don't know, 21 points in the fourth quarter, and that might be safe. Just don't give them a chance to beat you on the last drive. Um, just, you know, fourth quarter, just maybe try to possess the ball the entire game instead, or the entire quarter instead of give it to them.
2: We're talking to our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino here on Cody and gold. We know here in Kansas city, this is a Cincinnati Bengals team. Now that absolutely owns the chiefs. They're three and zero. it's reality. It's something they're going to have to deal with and overcome maybe in the postseason this year. So the chiefs just want to avoid burrow at all costs. Now.
5: Uh, I mean, no matter what they, they would have a hard time avoiding him. So to be honest, if I'm, if I'm them, I want them again and just prove that I can do it. Um, yeah, it's been a tough three-game stretch, but they've all been, well, what, two of them have been 27 to 24, so it's not like they're getting blown out. They're in every game, and they just come up a little short, but hey, whenever uh, whenever you have 15 and 87 on your team, um, I'm going to just go ahead and pick you to win that game.
3: Do you have a pitcher like that, where he's just like, he's gotten you every time, and you're like, well, I'm looking forward to facing him again, so I can try to get the better of him
5: once? Uh, no, t- I, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a few guys that I faced over my you know, over my career that I would prefer not to face again. But at the same time, I'd really want to face him again. So, you know, you kind of go back and forth where through are boogeyman, but also you want to you want to strike back at him. So it's, it's definitely a fine line there, but I think the Chiefs will be all right.
3: Where does, we were having this conversation about Joe Burrow because of his, specifically his ability to beat Patrick Mahomes and the fact he was in the Super Bowl last year. Where does Joe Burrow rank amongst quarterbacks for you?
5: Yeah, he's definitely way up there, but what I find beautiful about Kansas City um, and why it's so great is whenever any person, especially like on ESPN or something, even hints at naming somebody better than Patrick Mahomes, the entire city seems to have a panic attack, and I really appreciate that. I I don't think anybody is really taking anybody over Mahomes right now in terms of uh, who they want behind center, but hey, there's a few guys that are really, really good at football, that are really good quarterbackers, and Joe Burrow is definitely one of them.
3: Is Russell Wilson one of them anymore?
5: <laughs> I'm not getting into that because the answer is no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, Vinny, uh, in, in the intro every week, it, there, there's a cut in there from one of the first times you came on the show and you were, we were talking about rivalries and you said, uh, you know, we hate the Broncos, right? Well, it, it is Broncos week here in Kansas City. They take on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Is, is that Denver team, though, the worst offense that, that you've seen in the NFL in quite some time?
5: Uh, Yeah, I think this is going to be the first game in a while that people do not tune into a Chiefs game. Um, It's just one of those games where it's probably going to be, you know, the Chiefs are probably going to win by a lot, and that's exciting for the city of Kansas City. But, yeah, I mean, Broncos' offense not great, but their defense is electric. So if there's one thing about the Broncos, their defense is a fantastic unit.
3: Speaking of our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino here on Cody and Gold, I did want to ask you about free agent news. You once said you had sources that you could speak to about what's going to happen. So where is Odell Beckham Jr. going to sign, Vinny?
5: It feels like it's a lock that he's going to the to the Cowboys. That's my ears to the ground. And he went on his college visit last night. Uh, Mark, Micah Parsons and Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs his were his, uh, his hosts. So I wonder what kind of per diem the Cowboys <laughs> gave those two guys for taking the recruit out to a, to a basketball game. So that's, you know, that's exciting for them. Those were some of my favorite times on campus and I'm glad Odell is going through the recruiting process. And I hope he makes a, you know, I hope, you know, I hope he thinks about the education piece and um, everything to make sure he, you know, gets through, gets through his, his time.
2: Yeah. That's exactly what this is. It's like, he's reliving his high school recruitment. He's the top receiver in the 2025 class here, 2023 class. And and he's, he's taking visits to Buffalo, to the giants and, and the Cowboys. It's kind of crazy. I guess I can't, like it's, I guess I can't blame him. Why not feel like you just people want you know, to? kiss your ass for another three
5: weeks? Right, you take all that love whenever you can get it because you know sometimes he's had a, you know, he's had a career where people in New York wanted him gone, and you know he, uh, people in Cleveland wanted him gone. L.A. loved him. Now everybody loves him again. Take all that love, all you can get. I love Otel Beckham.
3: Vinny, what would you do if you had to bring a college recruit through Kansas City? Where would you take him?
5: Well, I think. I think you start with taking them to Joe's. I think that's a good start. Go get some barbecue, uh, and then I'm going to hope that the, there's a Chiefs game on that that night. And I'm going to I'm going to also go to Arrowhead for the first time. But I'm going to show them around. I'll show them my place of work. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's a it's a night. It's probably take them to Prime Social. That's where I went after I got <laughs> engaged. I'd probably take them there because it's a it's a cool place. Um, that's where I'd probably seal the deal. There is make sure they commit right there, right before we walk into prime social. And then once they commit, we go have, we go have a good time.
2: You mentioned your engagement. I just saw, I think Nick Prado within the last week, maybe got engaged. Is that right? I, is did you guys all is like, you guys have, how many Royals players have gotten engaged this off season? It's the off season of engagements for a year, for the, for the young
5: Royals. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you got to think about it. Stereotypically you get to the big leagues and then you, uh, then you propose and we had so many guys get called up to the big leagues this year. I mean, we just didn't have a choice, you know, <laughs> so we you, you have to play you have to play into the stereotype there, and we uh, we're both very lucky guys um, with who we've chosen to spend our lives with, and I couldn't be happier for Nick and Hannah.
3: We got to get an update on the fantasy league before we let you go, Vinny. What are the playoff scenarios looking like? Are you in the mix to make the playoffs? Who looks like they're going to be the teams for the Royals fantasy league?
5: Yep. So. I have an 84% chance to make the playoffs. If I win this week, I'm in, but most likely I'm in either way. My team is on a five-game win streak, and I'm 7-6 right now. We're in a really good spot. I'm not really sure. I haven't looked around the league. I'm more focused on what's happening. You know, I'm keeping my room clean right now, so to speak. (laughs) I'm making sure that I'm up to date. I'm not worried about the other teams, the other organizations in the league. I'm worried about making sure my team gets in there.
2: I know you said you're not paying attention to everybody else, but who's the worst team? Which Royals players got the worst team?
5: Uh, Ryan O'Hearn has the worst team. He's on a 10 game losing streak. <laughs> oh, oh, and no. it, he, he's been riddled with injuries. It's, it's just been a tough scene for him. But one, one beautiful thing about our league is that the East division, that it's the East and the West, the East division has, so it's five and five. Uh, the East division has five teams over 500 and the West division has one team over 500. So So it's really just a battle of the East right now. One team from the East will probably be over 500 and not make the playoffs because the division winner of the West gets in. So it's a tough scene for those guys, Um, but I'm not one of those. Well, I could technically be that team. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but we're in a good spot.
2: Vinny Pasquantino, our VNFL insider. We'll check in next week, man, and we'll we'll get an updated look to see uh, if your Jets are still in that final playoff spot. Yep, that's right. All right, see you guys. There you go. Vinny Pasquantino, he joins us every Tuesday here on Cody and Gold. I was trying to look like he was
3: still on the phone. I, My phone just does weird stuff. I was like, what are you asking? Like, like, I was worried about it. I was trying to help. I already,
1: I already
2: hung up, This man. phone's garbage.
1: Can I just <laughs> throw it in the garbage? <laughs> wow. Does anyone care?
2: You don't, I mean, I... Can yeah. I just throw this
1: phone in the garbage? Will anyone care? Uh, I, for one, am just so pleased with the equipment that our corporate overlords... What's more disappointing,
3: this phone or our Christmas tree out in the hallway? Well. <laughs> What's wrong with our Christmas tree? It's pretty sad compared to the other ones, don't you think?
2: No. Oh. Whose fault is that, though? It's nice.
3: What do you mean? I put out my card.
2: Yeah, but if you had an issue with the suggestion, then you could have you could have decorated the tree yourself. No, exactly. no, 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 no. no, no.
3: I, that's not my responsibility. I wasn't put in charge of the tree. Hmm.
2: Why Are didn't you... we get any of the decorations from downstairs? They were downstairs. Just take charge. There were no decorations <laughs> downstairs. Nobody grabbed them. Why didn't you take charge? I've actually never decorated a Christmas tree in my life. <laughs> First time for so, everything. Uh, I wouldn't be the guy to do that. I don't feel like.
3: Should we go back and play the audio of you and Nick talking about whether or not you should know jingle you know bells you know on?
2: Stinks. There's a chance that audio is gone. There's a chance. It is. Yeah, because that like was we, in. La- it was in 2021. Great, as Nick pointed out, our equipment's impeccable, so uh, we don't have that audio. Actually, unfortunately. unfortunately,
3: yeah, we might be able to go find it on the
2: podcast Maybe. page that that would probably be the only route to find it. A good point. time
3: of year to bring that conversation the, back up. And I think it, I think it should be your pre New Year's resolution to learn one to learn one Christmas carol.
1: Why is that a resolution? <laughs> I I've, you act
2: like I've never heard Christmas songs before. But well, that was I the whole know, point I of I the conversation, yeah, right? They wanted me to sing it word for word. You can sing jingo bells. The main verse. Yeah. The main part. That's the whole part, I think. On that I don't side. know. Text line says is Cody going to just bitch and complain all day today? We've only been on the air for forty-seven minutes.
3: Damn. <laughs> what, Because I said the phone was trash, That's or a... the tree was trash. Which Both.
1: part? Both. Both. Sometimes you're just in like a, this accusatory mood where you're like, everybody can get it today. <laughs> Look out! I
3: also offered you a bet, a friendly wager. You,
1: thank you. For I that. like how I like how he see he, I, he proposes that <laughs> as if wasn't that nice of me. <laughs>
3: You didn't enjoy
2: that? Oh man. All right, let's get to next notable notes. Gotta
4: write down. Nick's Notable Notes.
1: All right, guys. The NFL draft order is beginning to crystallize, at least at the top. We have a pretty good idea as to who the number one pick's gonna be, unless they go on some sort of miraculous late season run. The Houston Texans will be taking first overall, I would imagine. Uh they're gonna be looking to bring in some competition for Davis Mills, who hasn't <laughs> yeah. exactly been setting the world on fire Chicago sitting, sitting there at three and 10, which is interesting because Justin Fields has taken a step forward this year, yet it's not resulting in any wins. I would imagine they're not taking a quarterback at second overall, right? What's really funny is as of right now, and there's a lot of teams at three and nine, four and eight. So things could change. If you look at the third, fourth and fifth picks in the draft as of today, They would all be teams who traded their first round picks and probably regret doing so. Denver to Seattle, that would be the third pick. The Rams traded their pick to Detroit, that would be the fourth pick. And New Orleans traded their pick to Philadelphia. Philadelphia mm. Eagles right yeah. now are in line to get the fifth pick in the NFL they're, draft. They're in great shape, number we, one they're, team they're, in they're,
3: the NFL record-wise.
1: They found their quarterback, and he's
2: still cheap for another you know year or so with, before the new deal happens. And as you just laid it out there, they, they got some draft capital to work with because of some trades they've made. Like they're in really good shape to looking at where the NFC is. Like they're in good shape to be one of those le- legitimate teams for quite some time with how they can build that roster out. Maybe it equates to a Super Bowl this year. We'll see. I mean, they'll be in unbelievable shape at that point well, they can
3: load up around jalen hurts yes. for a few
2: years and i agree long with long before on, the
3: money gets any gets expensive
2: i agree with you on justin fields it is kind of a, a weird spot in chicago because yeah they're not winning games but they feel really good in chicago because it's perfect it's you're not about, winning games and your quarterback yeah. looks good yeah, great. You're, you're trying to figure out if fields is that guy and it, it looks like there's some more
1: signs i still question some of the throwing ability is this a fantasy football thing for where what part, what part? We think Justin Fields is playing really good because he's well, a fantasy monster, so whereas in reality... No, like- I think
2: they're starting to use his skill set. That game that swung it was the Patriots game. There was the, I think it was Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football, whatever mm-hmm. night of the week it was, and the Patriots got destroyed by Chicago, and it was the first time where Justin Fields looked like a legit top quarterback that was drafted, in, you know, and, and that swung everything. And to, Cody, to your point, like they're just utilizing his skill set. I question still, can he drop back and just pass the ball 35 times in a game? Maybe that's not something he'll ever be able to do. I don't know. But him running the football, he's as dynamic at times right now as Lamar Jackson at his best. In his
3: last six games, he's thrown for 1,000 yards, which isn't a crazy amount, but he's completing 67% of his passes, nine touchdowns, five picks, but has another 623 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. You're right. It's not true drop-back passer stuff, but it's pretty elite
1: play. Yeah, I mean, the running stuff's great. You need to figure out the other stuff if you're going to be a franchise quarterback, which it seems like he might be starting to do. If the season ended today, the Chiefs would have the 29th pick, right? Kind of like we expected. We haven't talked much about this throughout the season. What is going to be the main position that you believe they'll target? I know they have offseason decisions to make that will dictate that, but... What do you guys think is going to be the top priority for the Chiefs?
2: Well, here in 10 minutes, we're going to talk about their situation with a couple guys on that offensive line, and maybe that will dictate what they're going to to need to do. I think that's definitely going to be in play. The problem is, like you're right, like last year, they're going to be picking most likely 28 to 32, and we know that is not the spot to get that that franchise tackle typically. It's also a tough spot to find the franchise edge rusher. You get as I mean, many just...
3: franchise linebackers
1: as you want there ever. Inside linebackers, safeties. Are you just running it back from what you did last year? We went into the draft last <laughs> sense, year thinking yes. it was going to be yeah. cornerback or wide receiver. It feels like those are going to be yeah, here's the prime thing. positions as well because you can get good players at that spot in the first round.
3: Sure, but because McDuffie's been so impressive to me, Coupled with the fact that LeJarius Snead, I think, is in line for an extension. Corners right. move down my list a little bit, but offensive tackle and defensive line remain pretty yeah. high on that list. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to
2: be O-line, defensive line, and wide receiver. I mean, that's going to yeah, be if, the same positions that we're going to be I mean, talking about all offseason. If, if you don't
1: have Juju next year, if you don't have Nicole Hardman, it feels like wide receiver is going to be another position mm-hmm. to target.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, it, it, it will be very similar. Like you can already see where that, where that is headed, and I think it will be similar also with just the – the issue that you have when you're drafting as late as they are for some of the positions that they're looking for. That also doesn't take into account Nick. Maybe they, maybe they trade somebody. Maybe they end up uh, signing somebody that, to a long-term deal that then ends up changing their whole outlook for the offseason. Those are Nick's notable notes here on Cody and Gold.
1: Yeah, I think that, I had about five minutes prepared on Brock Purdy, too. But I can save that for tomorrow. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Not so irrelevant anymore. Am I no, right? He's not. Yeah. That 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 line has been said so many times in the last
2: 24, 48 hours. I
1: think I was the first one. You though. were. You yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. You were. You were the first
2: one.
3: I think my favorite tweet was Mina Kimes, who compared him looking to look like looking like e Ian Entourage. And I was like, that was oh. shockingly close. Actually, she just Love said, that said that this has been bothering Love me for 24 like hours Alzheimer. and then send them side by side. And you're like, yeah, kind of.
2: That's an all timer for me, Entourage. I was a big fan of that show. The movie sucked, but it was still nostalgic that I enjoyed it. Like, the movie was not any good. (laughs) Have
3: you, you know, my judgment for like how much I like to show in the moment, I have watched Entourage, but how much I, like, I feel like I don't like Entourage as much as I did then. Probably. Because I've never bothered rewatching it. Well, I think I've never thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and watch Entourage. I've never bothered to go back through it again. I
2: haven't gone back and watched up until right before the movie came out but it definitely like the, depending on where you like how old you were when entourage was going on I think probably also dictated how much you liked the show but it was yeah it was it was I think it was very well done show on HBO. really enjoyed it
3: at the time I did enjoy it yeah I don't think I would like be I don't know in awe of it I guess if I went back and tried to watch it now that makes sense
2: that's probably true there's also just not that it was to the extent of some of the, the older HBO shows, but there's yeah, but also like, still the, the difference. Of I know, but just, like in the wire, they're using pagers, that, and I that's, still that's, go back and watch that show. But some of that stuff is worse. To me. Like, we, you also just want not again, I'll, we've brought it up a hundred times, but you still haven't seen The Sopranos, which is crazy well, to
1: me. Well, so no more television opinions from Cody. Why? Because I haven't seen The
2: Sopranos?
3: Because I
1: haven't Correct. seen one show? The Sopranos yes. is
2: viewed as one of the all-time top ten series in television history. Didn't
3: Nick say he hadn't seen like Breaking Bad or something? Wasn't there some Wait, show you he had missed out on? have seen
1: Breaking Bad. No, I haven't seen Breaking Bad.
3: <laughs> okay, so yeah, leave me alone. That's
2: just as bad.
3: That's just, no, as, bad. just as bad. Leave me alone. Oh, Nick. That is also
1: considered one of the greatest no, shows of Brandon all time. Better.
2: That's stunning. I feel like you Breaking don't know bad, that, you've yeah. never Bre- seen the no, other. Uh, Breaking uh, bad, I get the idea, though. I feel like Breaking Bad would have been right up your alley, too. Like, that is stunning to me. Why would that be right up my have alley? You like drugs? You think meth is up my alley? You like drugs and you like violence?
1: A
3: violence and you like finding I ways don't to like make money. like either of those things. You're a big Malcolm in the Middle fan.
1: Speaking of uh, violence and nefarious activity, oh. can I play you a, a cut in the next hour? Because oh. we've got more trash talking from the morning show. They are obsessed with us. Oh, with you or us? Wait, well, us this time? With me, but if they take a shot at me, they're taking a okay, shot at us. Okay, fair enough. Very so true. we'll hear that
2: audio. I have not heard that. And we will talk about the offensive tackles in Kansas City and something that might actually be happening still
4: county to the end zone cody and gold brought to you by gant asphalt and concrete for asphalt concrete and parking lot maintenance GAN asphalt and concrete one contractor all things parking lot trusted in kansas city since 1994 online at gannasphalt.com don't miss the chiefs red half hour every day at 11 30 on your official broadcast partner of the chiefs 610 sports radio